0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight. Uh, As always, lots to cover. And actually, an update coming up here if I can pull it up looks like uh I have to go grab a login for the New York Times website thank goodness for bugmenot.com I, you know I love it when
1: you you think you've got all your show prep lined yeah. up and then uh, the the internet d- does something uh, fun and exciting to you.
0: Uh, it was going to be a story about Jack Thompson, actually, a, a, an update on Jack Thompson. I've got one um, here if you're ready to go about what's going on with him. No. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I've got other stuff, but if you want to jump into something, by all means. Okay. Go
1: ahead. Um, I've got a story here from MercuryNews. dot com. X L A. PD police officer gets 102 years, had to throw in that extra two years, Mm. in police raid case. A former Los Angeles police officer who participated in home invasion robberies staged to look like police raids (laughs) was sentenced Monday to 102 years in prison. I don't really have to go much farther to be able to make my point on this. (laughs) <laughs> William Ferguson, 35, was convicted of participating in more than 40 phony raids from early 99 to June 2001 at homes, working-class neighborhoods while he worked at the department's scandal-ridden Rampart Division. Right. In uh, January, federal jury <laughs> convicted him of conspiracy. Anyway. Man, they get the best of the best in LA, don't they? LA is probably the worst police. Uh, you know, certainly has the worst reputation of any police department in, in yeah,
0: the United and, States. and that Rampart Division, I mean, it got some real bad press years and years ago, and it hasn't really ever gotten out of the mire. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what it's for, but I've certainly heard the it's name. It's a special. I believe it is a special gang response unit. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: LA's got uh, got a lot of uh, problems, a lot of people, therefore a lot of problems.
0: So if you were in, if you were in a gang. Wouldn't you want to put some of your guys in the gang response unit at the makes LAPD? Sense. Uh, makes perfectly good sense.
1: You yeah. know, New York's uh, had a lot of had a big turnaround in uh, how they deal with crime and and cleaning up their city. If New York City can do it, LA can do it. So, um, you know, I I know it can be done. They just have to make steps, you know, take steps to do it, and they're failing at this point. But beyond that, 102 years, police officer convicted wow. uh, of home invasions. Now he would stage these as basically. Fake police raids. So there would be a big bang at the door. People would come in yelling, police. Police. Right. And
0: just like the police do when they really raid your when house. When
1: they really raid your house. So what are you
0: supposed to do now? I, they could even get some police uh, uniforms and stuff to to wear. If they I'm sure they to.
1: had them. It's not difficult. I've been nope. in the supply stores where they sell
0: these things. Uh, we had we used to have a caller, Bill, who worked in one. Well, they cl- they claim uh, many of the supri- uh, supply stores will claim that they check to make sure that you actually work for a police department in order to allow you to purchase these products, but they don't all check. And there's no way they could control this. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wouldn't... You can
1: make your own. If, if you they to. choose to, to, to ID, that's that's fine and dandy with me. I, I You know, I applaud them and their efforts to, uh, you know, keep this restricted merchandise out of the hands of miscreants, but I, I know what uh, black market materials... Um, I know how those things work, and mm, the fact sure. is... If you want them, you could get them. I'll bet you I could go on eBay right now and buy some shirts that say police on them. You know, as well, matter oh, fact, they, uh, yeah, they sell them can. as novelties. Yep. And, and it, you know, you can't... You can get badges and everything. You can't... Like, patches.
0: Uh, at that moment in time, you can't discern between what's real not. and what's not. How are you... How is one supposed to discern that? I mean, the only way you could really do it would be to call the police department and find out, hey... Did you send a team over to my house to raid me today? But you're not going to have time to do something like that with someone bashing your front door in. Absolutely not. Now, did they actually break and enter, or did they just yell police and get people to open the door for it was them? A, it was
1: a home invasion. Uh, the, the, the specifics aren't there. Okay. But um, it wouldn't matter. You know, it re- really wouldn't matter. That's true. Um, you know, I, I would I'm guess sure they, they probably
0: just got people to open their doors. Likely. Because if it's just home invasions, you know, they're not going up against... Drug dealers. Who or, wants to carry the big battering ram, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um,
1: anyway, the, now it, now it begs the question: these people that pull out guns when the police are actually doing raids. Um, what is it? It is incredible number thousands of raids a year um, in this in this country. Well like for instance Mays uh, Corey Mays down in Alabama who's in uh, He's one in, of them. in prison he shot the uh, police chief's son during one of these raids um, because he was
0: it was the nighttime and he was sleeping and they were yelling and not to mention breaking his door down and and he was trying to defend his family that's what he was trying to do.
1: So here you've got this instance. I mean, you know, with questions like this, there's always people impersonating police officers. It makes you wonder whether you should consider any police officer that you find to be a police officer. That guy <laughs> standing on the corner with the, the silly glasses and the right. and, and, and his hands on his hip. He could be a rapist. People, right. <laughs> he could just be waiting for the next victim to go by. Absolutely. You know, the, the guy with the flashing blue gumballs that's trying to pull you over. He could he could be do trying to do anything. What what what's this guy's motivation? You don't know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. This mm-hmm. guy, 102 years for 40 home invasions. Wow. Former cop, or, you know, I think
0: he was a cop at the time. Nice to see fact, that one of them actually finally got punished for doing something awful. Many cops, uh, they get defended by their police departments. I guess this guy was so egregious and such a violator that they had to do something about it. It wasn't just the normal cop steals drugs from someone or cop is a drug dealer or cop is a rapist or cop likes little children. This is a little bit different. He really went over and above the level that most cops do, most corrupt cops do.
1: Yeah. Well, Ferguson's sentence was so severe because he was convicted of four firearms charges, which carry a mandatory sentence of 82 years in prison. U.S. District Court uh, Judge er- Allen, uh, Gary Allen Fees said that Congress passed such sentencing laws because they just don't trust people like me, the judge. It's not a reasonable sentence, he said. After the hearing, uh, it's not reasonable. The cop abuses his power. Who said that? The judge. So he said it was too harsh? little? Too, har- too harsh. It's too harsh. This police officer didn't deserve this kind of uh, time. Wow. Are you telling me that the average wow. person get couldn't get 102 years On for 40- 40 home invasions? They're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. How many people were hurt? I don't know. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that anyone was. I am amazed
0: this judge even opened his mouth on that. Yeah. He didn't have to comment in that way at all. Yeah, well, I, I do understand. It really goes to show what the, it is in us versus them mentality. Oh, this is so sad that we had to sentence this This was a silly officer. place to
1: do it. I do agree that judges should have more latitude in their sentencing. Oh, I, think I agree that, with you there. I think that Congress shouldn't be passing laws on whether or not, uh, you know, on, on how judges are spo- have to sentence people. But... In this particular instance, this shows the attitude of the, the, the people in the system against the people outside of the yep. system. You know, it, it, it's
0: just too much. They
1: mm-hmm. would never have said that. If this was some black kid from Compton, 102 years wouldn't have ever been enough.
0: They'd have slammed the gavel and sent him down, you know, I path. think Ferguson, I, I
1: believe he was black. But anyway, Um, but, but if he was some just... Some non-cop. Right, right. It's, it's a color issue, and the color's blue, not black. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. I'm, what else do you say? Yeah, there's not I mean, much. There you go. He was convicted of charges that included conspiring to violate civil rights and conspiring to possess drugs with the intent to distribute them. He was sentenced earlier this month with more than eight years in prison. Uh, let's see. Uh,
0: I, I love the idea of presuming the cops are not actual cops. You know, when they come up to your car in the middle of the night, you get pulled over for something. How are you, how are you supposed to know? How do you know somebody didn't just go and swipe a police car? Is it impossible? Has it or, never been done? Right. Or if it's too dark, I mean, if it's really dark, how do you know that they didn't just put some lights on top of a, a what is it, a Caprice that they, <laughs> that they drive?
1: They have that. They, um, LT, uh, Crown Vic's. Crown, Crown Vic. That's what it is. Crown, uh, Crown Capri, Vic. Capri Classic. They have um, some police departments. Maybe one those of those too. new Chargers so, that you're seeing right out there. Uh, chargers. Put um, some
0: lights up there. Mustangs. And, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's dark out and it looks like a cop car, you're not going to be able to get out of your vehicle and go back and oh, well, let me just check your paint job and make sure that you're the real deal, there, officer. No, all and right, like you said, it doesn't
1: even the paint job
0: doesn't yeah. even matter. Look, officer, you want to give me some paperwork? You but can this just guy was a cop it through though. The window.
1: You know, I mean, no. he was he was doing this while he was a cop. Right. He was doing fake drug
0: raids. Uh, You know, under the auspices of the office office of uh, the police. I wonder what, uh, you know, I know we have some law enforcement officers that actually listen to the program on a regular basis. I don't know how many of them listen live, but if you're out there tonight and you want to comment on this one, what should people do who are concerned about this? People who, you know, how would you handle this if there was a rash of cops pretending to be, well, people pretending to be cops or cops doing what this guy did? More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231-SACL-CAI-TOLL-FREE-LINE. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 350,000 posts there for you to surf around through. That's a lot of stuff. You can talk about various different issues, uh, serious, fun, whatever you want. Over 2,000 people are interacting, and it is free. So go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations, and listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize around the fire. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Of course, Free Talk Live is going to be in attendance. And we will be broadcasting, I believe, three full nights of the show from Pork Fest. So I think they're still ironing out some of the details on the Thursday night gig. From what I understand, we're they're trying to figure out exactly where we're going to be. It looks like we may be inside a bar, which I think will be kind of a cool little experience. So we'll, well see how uh, that uh, Certainly, we uh, you know it'll it'll, be fine. it'll yes. be fine. So looking forward to seeing everybody there, and uh, lots of people were there last year. Hopefully the turnout will be even better this time. So once again, go to porkfest dot com as we go to your phone calls. Kevin is on the line in Minnesota. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with the and Mark.
2: Hey guys, good evening. Um, actually, I wanted to bring this up last night, but you guys easily got me off into psilocybin, and so. It's so easy to get sidetracked of what I wanted to talk about with that topic, but I wanted to talk about Best Buy. Best Buy. Yes. Um, the store. I, the store. Okay. The chain. Yes. The corporate. Um. Or. Um. But. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Yep,
0: I heard you. But, <laughs> uh, Sounds like you've had some bad experiences.
2: Well, and let me let me digress. Please. <laughs> Um, as you guys may recall, or might not, you get plenty of callers, but I have Gulf War illness, and I have recently lost my sight.
1: Okay. Oh, dear. Sorry to hear that.
2: And I went to Best Buy. Are you I 100% the... blind? Um, well, I can see where the window is, and if you wave your hand in front of my face, I can notice the light difference.
0: Mm, but wow.
3: But
2: pretty much lost it.
0: And
3: okay.
2: I've lost this within the last... Six months, seven months.
0: So you need uh, one of those sticks that blind people carry to to get around?
2: Well, I'm in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. So that, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I pretty much stay stationary and listen to a lot of radio. Right. <laughs> but um, before I lost my sight, as I was progressing to a point of where my sight was pretty bad, I went hmm. to Best Buy, and I need, we needed a new laptop. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I looked at one of the top of the lines, with, and since I was losing my sight, I decided to get one that had a really big screen on it. And I specifically asked the gentleman, I said, look, I'm losing my sight. I'm going to be getting software from the VA in order to help me work with my computer and read stuff off of the computer for me. Will Vista operating system be compatible with these programs? Oh, yeah. Vista is one of the best programs operating systems that have came out and stuff. Okay. Lo and behold, every program that I'm getting does not have compatible issues with Vista.
0: So what does it only work on uh, Windows XP or it, something like
2: that? Right. And <clears throat> I'm hearing a lot, of, a lot of bad things about Vista. Just I have in, been
1: hearing a, a lot of bad things about Vista, too.
2: Right, and so then I call up Best Buy, and I explain the situation. They said they'll get somebody to back to me.
3: Okay. A month
2: goes by, call again. Mm, wow. A month goes by. Finally, I'm like, I want to talk to a manager. I discuss it to a manager of what's going on, and he said, well, what we can do is we can down downgrade you to the XP operating system. Sure. And so I said, okay, well then, what about all of the programs that came along with my computer for the reason I bought it with? Because my wife uses the computer, too.
1: Sure, you want Windows, you want Excel, you Mm -hmm. want PowerPoint.
2: Right, well, we also have some media programs so we can transfer the kids' videos into DVD and stuff like that. Okay. And because it's it's called a a HP Media Center. Gotcha. a pretty nice big computer.
0: Sure. So all that was preloaded on there.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, well. Oh, boy. And I said, are you serious? I I was told that it was going to be compatible with these operating systems, or the operating system would be compatible with all my visual aid programs, Mm -hmm. and now it's not. And then basically he goes, well, you can talk to the technicians. They sent me to the geek squad, and this guy said that, well, yeah, we can downgrade you and if you have the programs, you can bring them in.
1: Physically have the But programs. you don't because but, nobody, so they, but, but anymore people don't even get programs. No. They, you don't get the disks, you just have them on,
0: loaded on the computer. Well, if anything when you get a uh, when you get a new laptop or a new computer, they usually will give you some sort of system restore disks which Well, they
2: don't even do that now. Really? What they do no. is the minute you turn the laptop on, it tells you instantly to put in a blank disk and then you have to provide your own blank disk wow. and then they will give you a then they immediately make you a backup
0: but even that, but that backup will just restore it to the Vista with all the other stuff that you know the the system that didn't work for you. So so they're basically saying, well, okay, we'll put we'll put Windows XP on there, and if you can provide us with the other programs which you don't have, they would have put those on there for you too. So you're, you're SOL then essentially. What about HP? What about the computer company? Well,
2: I've I've been yeah I've been working with that. But the last thing I I wanted to bring up about this manager of it, he said, well, sir. If we made every customer happy, we would lose money.
0: Jeez. And,
2: I, and I, I said, <laughs> yeah, What it, you're it,
0: asking for is not unreasonable. I mean, it's, it's no. not unreasonable.
2: Well, and this just blew me away because I said, basically you're telling me that it's more important for you to make money than to have good customers. And <laughs> he's like, well, I wouldn't say it that bluntly. And I'm like what did you just tell me?
1: That doesn't yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And absolutely was businesses this the store manager? businesses make money by making people happy.
2: This was the store manager because the big guy wasn't there at the time. He was out on meetings or something like that.
0: But, well, yeah. I you know I don't know what the uh, I I don't know what the websites are, but there are some really great websites that I've stumbled across in the past out there that are devoted to Bringing attention to consumer issues like this, and I I wish I could name them off for you, but I don't have them, Uh, but if you poke around, I'm sure you'd be able to to dig these up, and they're a great place to go and get resources to share your story with others. Um, you know, you may want to move up the chain here. Uh, the, oh, if the, bet. <laughs> if the store manager is not doing it for you, go up to the district manager. Do what oh, you've yeah. got to do. I had a, an incident uh, with a grocery store where they did not want to make good on an awful experience, and I, I went all the way up to the corporate offices, and I finally got someone uh, to, to do something for me. But And I actually had to kind of use my leverage as a talk show host. Otherwise, I don't know if they'd ever have done it. So, But it never hurts to keep going up the chain as, as far as you can possibly go.
2: Right. Oh, absolutely. I'm a fighter being military, and I don't stop and roll over and play dead. I'm like, okay. And my friends call me the bulldog because when I get out an issue, I grab on. Well,
0: and let us know man... what happens with this uh, with this issue, Kevin. And, and thank you for the call, and good luck with that. It's uh, always, ho- always bad to hear bad customer service stories like that. Mm. But, of course... For the most part, most of these companies do a pretty good job of customer service. If you go into business, you're going to have unhappy customers if you're in business long enough. Right. Otherwise, they won't stay in business. So they'll get it right or else we're going to talk about it on Free Talk Live. And that might hurt their business a little bit. More coming up Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo proving they listen to the show. See for yourself at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet
1: really the answer to losing your extra pounds or working out and eating right, no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. You can see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at NotFatAnymore.com. Get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out NotFatAnymore.com.
0: 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls, Danny is on the line in Tennessee. Hello, Danny.
4: What's up, guys? Hey, dude. Can you
0: hear me? Yeah, we got you. Gotcha. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Yeah, I heard some interference. Uh, not much, man. I was just calling to let you guys know. I started listening to you guys about maybe a month and a half ago. And, really? Uh, now, no,
0: just as a point of information here, you're listening on the radio in Marysville? WBCR?
4: Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay. I, we had thought we'd lost them as an affiliate, so I'm making a note to, uh, to double verify that. So we've been on for at least a month there?
4: Uh, maybe longer, like I said, I'm just guessing, but, uh, you all, you all were not on, and then you were. Huh, okay. Like, one day, I went to listen to something else that's usually on, and it was you guys, and I, to be honest with you guys, I didn't really, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely, um...
1: You thought we were nuts.
4: (laughs) Well, no, 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 not, not, no, not, not that exactly, uh, I didn't think you were nuts, I just didn't agree with, with something you had said one day to a caller, but... I overlooked that and was like, well, let me just check them out a couple more days and see what's going on, you know, because you got to get used to certain sure. show hosts and their sense of humor or their lack thereof, or etc. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Like, sure. like the way you guys are. And the uh, other uh I guess you would call him a, I'm uh, probably going to get killed for this, but a conspiracy theorist or whatever, which he was kind of out there, I would agree. But I, you know, I was like, well, they kind br- of – you know, you kind of brush them off as kind of a wacko, which you're entitled to your own opinion, of course. And I'm, I'm very open-minded. I could care less what people think because, you know, I think what I think. But anyway, sure. I just want to call it. You guys know that uh, I really like you guys now. Uh, well, I don't look to do every day, but I, I try to at least. Uh, I got, got me a new job. So I've been working a lot lately and, uh, Excellent. but, uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of, uh, uh, you probably heard this from college. I'm not sure, but, uh, um, they, some people call them chem, chemical trails in the sky and stuff. Well, I want to know what you guys thought about those, if they exist, if they don't. And uh, I think that
1: they're. Um, I'll field this one. I think that it's possible sure, sure. that the uh, the government is out there trying to, to. As a matter of fact, I'm sure the government has tried to control the weather, whether that's a state government sure. or a, a, the federal government or, you know, even governments of other nations. I'm sure they've been trying to control the weather, and I'm, I'll bet you that they've done that um, using planes and chemicals yeah. and, and, and well, things like that. Um, you know,
4: the only reason I asked was because on Monday, I, I've noticed them for a long time now since I actually started listening to, like, alternative news. They've talked about them quite extensively. and They do. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Monday I was out going to work, and they were, like, all over. It was a clear sky when I started going to work, but by the time I got to work, it was, like, Literally like at least seventy five or so like huge like puffs of straight lines you know like trails in the sky like all over the freaking
1: place. Now, I'm know? not sure that uh, what what we see in the sky the contrail kim trail thing. I'm not sure that that is evidence that they are doing it. Right, um, right, I, right. Not, not I know that they uh, many uh, oftentimes they'll say. You know, Yes, we're uh, spraying for mosquitoes with malathion or something like that. It may yeah. very well be. I don't know. One thing I do know in this particular instance is there's nothing we're ever going to be able to do about it. Sure. The problem is the government's too big, not that the government's spraying chemicals, because we're never going to – if this is a secret program, which I don't know why the government yeah. would try to keep it secret that they're changing the weather – um, yeah. Unless it was some kind of like they're trying to well, create hurricanes think to kill us all. Which
0: some people think it's Well, it like yeah,
4: I I do agree with you guys on the on the fact that the government is too is terribly too big and uh, we need to downsize them quite extensively because they're just they're you're taking everything we got, man.
0: Here's here's my it, concern, it, Danny, and I'd like to answer the question now, if I if I might. You may. Uh, sure, sure, go ahead. I I understand where you're coming from on this one. I've 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 looked into it and I I think that. What we're dealing with here is just, it's just a yet another distracting conspiracy theory. Whether or not it's true doesn't matter right. for the reason Mark suggested, because if it's true, there's nothing we can really do to stop these people. I mean, it's, it's, it would be as easy to stop this program as it is to stop the military from bombing people in Iraq. You and I, neither of us, are going to be able right. to stop this government from doing these things. Right. So, right. so there's, no point in, there's, no, there's no point in spending a bunch of time focusing on it. And I'm not suggesting that's what you're doing. You've heard of it. No, you've, no, I'm you know, not. You've, I'm You've not. looked up at the sky, but some of these people... Some of them spend all of their free time researching this stuff, and they you know they go on websites and they look into it and they post things and they take pictures of the sky and it becomes their hobby to sort of be you know the chemtrail guy. And really, that's not going to result in anything productive as far as liberty in our lifetime is concerned, and that's what, I, that's what my major concern in life is 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 getting uh, achieving a state of liberty in my lifetime, and that's, that issue, or you know whatever other conspiracy theory you want to throw out there lizard people, the Illuminati I mean you, you know you can go off the deep end with, with the conspiracy theories. None of those things are ever going to bring us one inch closer to achieving liberty, liberty in our lifetime. Talking about it I think issues. that they Oh no, I I think that they will
1: bring you inches closer, but I think that it's 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 going to take a really long time to be able to get a <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, an amount of the public convinced that that uh, you know the Illuminati is in, in charge or something like that. Right. Right. It's, and and plus that's a disempowering story. Well, there's the Bilderbergers are out, the Schneurrenbergers are out there and they control everything and there's nothing you can do. Well, I mean, where's the power in that?
0: Yeah, that's where all the conspiracy stuff leads to is that there's this ultimate group of of men and sitting in a, a dark smoky room in some hotel in Europe, uh, you know, making decisions for everything, and and that uh, we're all helpless to whatever it is that they decide to do with our lives. That is the the end game for many of these conspiracy theorists. It's where they they logically go to because they believe, as someone called in last night to suggest that, well, you know, George Bush is being controlled by these other guys. Oh, okay, well. Right so you can't really yeah, do anything broke. right you you can't really change it right you so, can't, you can't vote for anybody because they all are members of the
1: CFR which and they it, are all members well of the, except, the CFR
3: well except for Ron Paul but well, right well, well, yeah, I got,
1: I
0: got and it. I voted for him and look where we're at today <laughs> yeah and yeah, but if I we suggest something if we suggest something radical like the free state project like moving liberty activists together into the same state the conspiracy theorist response at least response the callers is, that we generally get right the conspiracy sure, theorist sure. response is well they're going to bomb you or they're going to roll in tanks or whatever other excuse I will you know, spit out of my mouth to give me a reason to just stay where I am and not do anything. Right. So that's where we – that's where this whole conspiracy theory thing leads to, and it's really – it's just a waste of time because I think one of the reasons why the conspiracy theorists promote it is to promote that they think the government is evil, and I agree with them there. But many yeah, of them believe yeah, that aren't. well, many of them believe they can just change around the heads of government, and then government will once again be good in their minds. They no. believe that if they put their people in that government is good, but that's not true, even if Ron true. Paul was the president, government would still not be good because it would still be taxing. It would still be, it'd be a stealing. hell of a lot better it'd be a, de- a few degrees yeah. better yes but yeah, yeah, but it, it but it, but, it, but it would not be good. do you see it where I'm coming from all the problems. Do you, but do you see where I'm coming from on this the uh, there yeah, is no yeah. good government. And there is no fixing government. Government is an inherently flawed premise. It's an inherently flawed bad idea, and we need to do something different. But calling radio shows and talking about 9-11 or chemtrails or whatever conspiracy is never really going to do anything. It's Sure, it'll bring some people on board uh, with the belief that government is evil, but it won't bring them all on board, and it won't even bring a significant percentage on board. Whereas if we sit here and we talk about the story that, for instance, Mark led the show with tonight, that the police, that one of the cops in L.A. has been found to be doing home invasions, that, you know, under yeah. the color of being an actual cop, that's a real story. There's no doubting it. There's no questioning it. We don't have to sure. go and, uh, you know, sample air samples yeah. from the air and run processes to determine try it. Try to and, convince people. Spend try hours. to convince people. Spend hours convincing yeah. an invi- individual. So I hope that helps, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. And call us again sometime. We appreciate hearing from you. 800 uh, 259 9231 is just so frustrating to see people get mired down in the conspiracy theory and then come to the the inevitable conclusion that they always do and that is that that it's hopeless and it's not there is hope and don't ever lose sight of that it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, Again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, you like what we're doing here, then go shopping with us at the Free Talk Live store. We've got Free Talk Live t-shirts and hoodies, as well as various different Hats. Uh, We've got hats for the winter and hats for the summer and different colors and different styles. So go over and get your hat shopping done and order some other stuff, too, at store.freetalklive.com. We uh, moments ago got off the phone with Danny in Tennessee, and uh, you had suggested something right when we went to break, and I thought it was worth uh, bringing up on the air. What was it you were getting at, Mark? Well, (sighs) Danny was uh, reasonable. Um, we have been uh,
1: blindsided and attacked many times by, you know, and that's how I felt, right? That's that's not reality. That's just I felt blindsided and attacked mm-hmm. by uh, callers who uh, disagree with our position on uh, conspiracy theories and some of them being more outrageous than others. And um, Like
0: true believers.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that we should come up with a different terminology. For instance, um, when it comes just to-, to
0: separate someone who is a, you know, true believer, adherent, to away from someone like danny who might have been just someone who's intrigued or interested right. or, or
1: or a gorilla you know i mean there's like
0: they 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 come out and in, in droves after us and
1: i think that in order not to alienate some people that uh, may believe some of these theories and i you know i'm on the fence on some of these things do i think that the government could be you know could this could this kim trail thing possibly be true i'm not going to research it because it's not important to me yeah but do i think it's possible yes i do um now, you know, in and, and sort of to to draw a parallel here, there's people out there that call themselves Christians, believe uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and and it's a fine and dandy I deal with them on a regular basis and the dealing of them with uh, dealing with them is pleasant, fun, good. Sure. And there's people out there that uh call themselves Christians that the dealing with them is uh combat. It is uh it's unpleasant, and, you know, they, they try to jam their religion down your throat. Yeah. They, um, you know, they'll, they'll pass laws, uh, you know, they'll, they'll vote for laws and pass laws that uh, you know, basically require you to follow their moral code, whether or not it's uh, believing their stuff. And, you know, those people had more control over societies, different societies at different points in history, and it was never good. It was never good. Mm. So I've, you know, I've got a term for those people. I call those people Pharisees. I call the normal ones Christians. Christians. So I'm going to come up with a. I want a new term for the, uh, you know, conspiracy adherents out there that uh, are, are ambushers.
0: But the true believers. I suggested
1: conspiracy addicts. Uh, addicts or conspiracy, zealot. conspiracy I, zealots. Zealots. I, I think either one of those is uh, probably, um, you know, is something that would work.
0: So, if you've got an idea, that's the reason we bring it up. Is if you've got an idea, share it with us via either email or call in to uh, share your ideas. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. We continue here with your calls. It's George in D.C. TSA George on the airplane. Hey guys. Hey, what's yeah. on your mind?
5: Yeah, I figured I'd give you a heads up on some new changes going on at TSA. One. Um, the puffer's gone, so you're back to getting completely molested if you're a selectee. Sorry, Mark.
1: What but, happened to the puffer? And, and and wasn't the puffer just for it, bombs?
5: Yeah, essentially. As I decided, it was, um, not, it, it was too much hassle to maintain. So there goes about, what, like what, three, five, $3 to $5 million of your taxpayers is right yeah. on the toilet. We're going to toss these out. It's
1: not like they can sell it to somebody else, you know? <laughs>
5: Yeah, probably. Maybe we could sell it to Canada or something. Hopefully, get some money back. But I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt that there's anybody in
1: the government um, in charge of selling used goods.
5: Yeah, tell me about it. And oh, well, actually, you know, there is
0: a guy. Wait, there is a guy. There's uh, there's at least one guy out there. I think it was uh, in Pennsylvania who takes the uh, the stuff that the TSA confiscates, all the variety of you know swords or whatever the stuff is that people try to get through the checkpoints, and he sells it on eBay. So there is a government yeah. guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, George.
5: Yeah, it was also by military surplus. But also, okay, here's the other thing. Um, the whole, uh, you don't have to show your papers to travel. You just get um, selected screening. Yeah, That's no longer the case anymore.
1: Ah, uh, so now you have to. Yeah. Uh, you,
5: what? If you don't have your ID, even if you say you lost your wallet, they pull you to the side. They call the airport cops. You gotta give all this information, like uh. It, Every else information you get on your identity to these guys for them to then um check with their computers and if the cop ain't there then they you gotta wait even longer to what wow. call TSA intelligence division at the headquarters, you know, to verify Jeez. who you are.
0: When did this go into yeah. effect?
5: I think it's already in effect.
0: Wow, that's that's interesting because we know we've got listeners out there that make a point. Sam in Texas is one of them that make a point of whenever they travel to not show ID and get the secondary screening. So I'm sure we'll hear eventually whether or not that's actually been implemented from directly from our listeners who uh, will experience that. But if it's true, yeah, I'm sorry was, to that, hear it. That
5: was in a briefing I've he- I- I've heard hmm. right there the other day at work. So I just thought I'd give you guys a heads up on that. Appreciate so, so that. Now it's like you got the shut up, papers
0: well, we knew it was going to get worse. I mean, thats it's not going to get better. They're not going to just stop and say, okay, the war on terror is over. It's never America, going to be over. America, go back to the way things used to be. No. If only. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. George, anything else on your mind tonight? No, that's about it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call and the update. Appreciate the inside scoop. 800-259-9231. So uh, there you have it. George says that you can no longer just get a secondary screening for not showing ID. Now you have to go through some kind of interrogation? That's what it sounds like. Mm. Yeah.
1: Interrogations are great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm glad I don't have to fly to go to New York City this summer, Mark. I'm so fort. I'm I feel so fortunate. Yeah, and I'm glad that we
1: don't have to that we're not going that we've chosen not to go to the Radio and Records uh, uh, in D.C. Yeah,
0: just D.C. and, uh, and L.A. And, you know, the, although L.A. was very nice. I mean, it, it was, was pretty pleasant. There,
1: yeah. yeah, it was certainly a, a pleasant weather, but
0: it's making me not want to go out weather to here. Vegas. We were thinking about going to the Podcast Expo out in Vegas, and it just, ugh. I just don't like flying now. No, really You just
1: got you, you to suck it up and do it. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, you
0: know how to get through. Yeah, just be obedient, right? Yeah. All right. We continue with your calls. Let's talk to Dave in Athens, listening on W A I S. Hello, Dave. You're on Hi free hotline. Hi guys. Talk live.
4: Um, today I heard that a hundred of the F O D S mem- children were being housed in a certain house in Texas, and that. Um, they were looking for a placement for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: So, um...
0: Yes? Dave?
4: Like I said, they shouldn't renounce their religion.
0: So you don't think that they should renounce their
1: religion? What happens if they do, according to the Mormon? Uh, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you wouldn't do it. If you were in their place, you would not renounce your religion? No. So you would let your, your loved one, your seven-year-old son be taken away forever it's crazy. by the government it's agents, it's the worst decision anybody can be given. Would you even yeah, be conflicted? I mean, would you, you, you'd you be conflicted about it, right? I mean, it would be yeah. a tough decision. It would be. So you're saying they've got 100 kids and they're looking to uh, to put them out into to foster families, huh? Yes. Well, what about the other 300? Have they already put them out? They I 200? don't know. Or, yeah, I guess it was over 400, so yeah, it'd be over 300 there. Huh? Dave, thanks for the info. Appreciate right. okay, it. Thank, thank you, you, sir. 800-259-9231. Jack Thompson, update coming up here shortly, but first we go to Josh in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your uh, mind?
6: I'd like to continue the discussion about theology and the universe that you guys were having last night.
0: Sure. Yes, yeah, um, so it, it was quite an extended discussion last night. What do you have to add to going. it?
6: Well, I want to bring up a few topics, but the first one I want to bring up is something that Jeremy said about the Adam and Eve story. Um first of all, have you guys ever heard of the Kabbalah?
1: Uh the Kabbalah? It, it's it's uh, p- portion Judaism. Is that right? And, I know nothing about this. Judaism so, for women.
6: Uh well the Kabbalah is basically the mystical aspect of Judaism. Okay. Uh occultists and practitioners of magic have used it as a system of enlightenment for a few centuries now. Okay. And uh the the thing about the stories and what we know as the old testament or what the Jews call the Torah is that they really are just metaphorical stories, uh, made-up stories that originated with the Kabbalah. Because in ancient Hebrew times, the rabbis and the mystics who studied the Kabbalah needed a way to help the early Jewish commoners learn the true nature of the universe. Hmm. So they created stories based on the Tree of Life, which is the central symbol in the Kabbalah, which describes the various paths that they had to... You know, create these stories. Now,
1: so this is the tree that's mentioned. This is the tree that's mentioned in the uh, Adam and Eve story. Um, yeah, there's, that's there's the sort same of, tree. There's two two trees mentioned. The one of the knowledge of the fruit, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. Right. Right. Okay.
6: Um, but I'll use the story of Adam and Eve as an example. Uh, if you look at the tree of life in the Kabbalah, there are ten aspects within the system called the Sephirah, and individually. These are called the sephirah, and the top one is kether or kether, which, you know, ether, that's where that comes from, uh, which is what the Jewish mystics at the time of the creation of the Kabbalah referred to as God or the supreme consciousness, you know, the universe, you know, what makes everything up. And since kether or God was alone and it, it, not he, do no duality. It had to compare itself to something.
0: All right, so first of all, we're going to have to hold you over the hour number two. Hang on, Josh. 800 259 9231. Way too in- intricate for your, uh, the remaining 20 seconds here. Uh, so we'll find out more about this, the universe, and the ether. Well, oh, I'm not sure we're going to find out about Whatever him. it was he was getting at. <laughs> well, we'll I want find, to find out. out what Kabbalah. he had to say. Hour two coming up. Free Talk Live. The
7: Cynic says. I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacore two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacore's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacore's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of AvaCore and receive Boost just for trying AvaCore. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to AvaCoreRadio.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. And the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. Coming up, a Jack Thompson update. Maybe you know who Jack Thompson is. He is the anti-video game violence attorney out there trying to make a name for himself by suing Grand Theft Auto and that sort of thing. We'll give you an update on him. But first, we go back to your phone calls, which is what the show is all about. Back to Josh in Kentucky, who was interested in continuing a uh, extended conversation we had last night about theology and uh, the nature of the universe and uh, various different things like that. And Josh, you just barely gotten a chance to uh to get started with your point. You were talking about the Kabbalah, which is some sort of uh I don't really know I don't think I have a grasp on what exactly Jewish it is. mysticism. Jewish mysticism. So what but, but what does that mean, Mark? And like Jewish mysticism? Mysticism? Josh, Josh mysticism. are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. What is it what does it mean, Jewish mysticism? What what is that?
6: Uh mean? well these were these were um systems. That were passed down by word of mouth, they weren't written down until uh probably you know the times of uh after the times of christ
0: I see gotcha
6: so um and you were beginning
0: uh, to tell us about uh the tree of life
6: yeah um well i was I was talking about how um on on the tree of life the Sephirot, how there's the kether and uh what is Sephirot and
1: I, kether uh, what what is Sephirot and Kether
6: uh, the Kether is a Sephirah, the Sephirot, which are the ten aspects of the Tree of Life, the aspects of God. Okay. And Kether, the one at the top, was what what the Jews knew as God, you know, in the monotheistic sense. Okay. But it it knew no duality, and it had to compare itself to something, so it created the second Sephirah, which is known as Hakmah. And Chakmah is the masculine aspect of the Tree of Life, which is where the concept of Adam originated. Okay. And from Chakmah came the third Sephirah, which is known as Bina, or Eve. And uh, this, I mean, this is the basis of the creation story. And I think people that believe in this need to look at where it originated, and this is where it originated. And uh, you know how God takes a rib from Adam, and that creates Eve. That's all a part of the Tree of Life. And I just wanted to clear that up, you know, for people that might not have known
0: that. So you were saying that the Bible is, uh, in your from your understanding, a book of stories designed to not particularly be literal, but to impart some sort of lesson. Is that what you're saying? Right. And so you're suggesting that instead of taking a rib from Adam, it was actually a tree? They like took a. No, it was a portion, she was a portion of this
1: no, tree. No, it was like, an aspect. Aspect. Hmm. Okay, I don't know if that clears anything up for me, but... I don't know enough about it, and I suspect that yeah. uh, Kabbalah requires more uh, digging than than uh, we have done, and you know that, yeah, that I, mean, be I couldn't explain
3: it all
6: in one phone call. So, yeah.
0: so what is your belief system, uh, Josh, in Kentucky?
6: Uh, my belief system, well, yeah. I'm I'm kind of like I believe kind of what you do. I'm I'm kind of a pantheist, I guess. Mm. I believe you know, like all is God and God is all.
0: Yes, uh, that, that God doesn't have particularly a consciousness, but is instead all that is, or the universe. That there is not a, uh, a God, a monotheistic God, lording over everyone and determining whether or not they've done right or done wrong and sending them to some fiery brimstone or some heavenly place. Right, I don't believe in a God like that. That uh, that you believe that uh, that we are all here on the leading edge of this experience, creating things that have never before been created, and uh, and we're doing it on our own. Uh, that that this Believe is...
6: Each and every human is divine.
0: That that you can... Your your heaven or hell is right here, right now, and you can choose which... You get to create it every yeah, single day. Right, you get to choose for yourself which one you want to be in.
6: Yeah, and that's uh, that's like the law of attraction. Um, like, the law of attraction itself, it's been around since the dawn of man. It's just, throughout history, it's just been known under a different name, and that's magic.
3: Hmm. And,
6: uh, and that's magic spelled with a K, which Aleister Crowley, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, he popularized that.
3: Sa- sort of a satanic um, figure
6: a yeah and um the hermetic order of the goat and don they popularized magic in uh, in the 19th century and in the broadest of definitions magic is using means not known to western science to manipulate the reality around you yeah and it doesn't have to have a spiritual connotation or anything like that i mean the naturalistic view of magic is that it's a way to tap into your subconscious because the subconscious it controls everything we do i mean everything you think everything, every action you take is, is controlled by your subconscious mind, and you n- you don't even know it's there. And uh, using the various, you know, magical techniques that, like, the, hermet- the Hermetic Order that Go and Don have, you know, uh, brought about, you can t- uh, tap into your subconscious and reprogram it to... Um, lead you to whatever it is you want, you know, like...
1: Well, the definition that you're using of magic...
6: ...or any desires you have.
1: Josh, the definition you're using of magic
0: isn't much different than prayer, right? No, there is a difference, because prayer suggests there's some sort of external authority that you have to appeal to. No,
1: but I understand what you're saying, but the definition that he gave, prayer would fit into that. Any means that is... Prayer is is a
0: form of
6: magic.
1: Right. Okay, Um, but...
6: Like, for example, if I wanted a brand-new car, I would use magic to tap into my subconscious and manipulate it in a way that every every single action that I take from that point on will lead me to that car. Yeah. Uh, have I explained that? Uh, uh, it it well, makes
0: sense
1: to me because I understand me, the law uh, of magic, attraction. magic is an unacceptable uh, word to use. Uh, yeah, to I have never that. use that term. Um,
0: but, you know, I, I okay. <laughs> there you go, Josh. Good conversation. Any other thoughts for us tonight?
6: Uh, well, there is one. Um, hmm. I went to the Ron Paul Freedom Rally and at the Louisville Palace on Saturday. Okay, and um, that more than anything else. Like, I have my uh, qualms with the Free State Project, but actually being around so many people that believe what I believe, like. I, th- I think I am gonna move to New Hampshire.
1: It's exciting. Um, I, I'll tell you, there's there's nothing like it. I, I know what it's like to be to have a uh, political opinion that no one that I know shares, and the people I do know that I share it with too often uh, scorn it. Mm. Um, and therefore, you know, being around people that do share it and and are passionate about it in the same way I am really nice.
0: I'd like to congratulate you uh, for your decision, and I understand that the Free State Project is not a perfect organization. Nope. <laughs> uh, I have my critiques of it as well, and they're a sponsor of the program. So, I mean, I, but but even though they are a sponsor, I still have my critiques of the organization. But the you know the concept is totally valid uh, to bring liberty activists together into the same place. The proof. Uh, the proof is there. It's happening. It, the, Liberty, it's, it's on the rise here in New Hampshire, and we really do have some of the best hey, activists magic. from all over the place. <laughs> it, it's really the law of attraction in a very overt sense. It's people who are coming together. They're choosing to come together with one another, and there are going to be some amazing things that begin to happen. When you have,
6: when you have that many different wills, you know, will like intention, when you have that much intention... Going towards one thing, there's something bound to happen, and that's that's why I'm going to
1: join. Something's bound to happen. To there.
0: Absolutely. We something were just. Well, I was standing outside of, uh, I think it was the State House. Probably won't be there again in a long time, but I was standing outside the State House with Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com, as uh, well as a few other people, and we were just standing there, and we just generally, the, the feeling was like. Where else would we want to be besides together with these people? Like, I feel like I shouldn't be anywhere else. I feel like I'm in the right place with the right yeah, people. exactly. That's how I felt at the rally. At the right time, and it's just everything's right about this movement. So I'm excited about seeing you up here, Josh, and maybe you can make it out to uh, the point. When fest. I get
6: up there, I aim to misbehave.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's good. We would expect nothing left. Thank left. you, sir, for the call together. tonight. Appreciate it. Yep, 800-259-9231. That's misbehave in a pro-freedom way.
1: Yes. Right. Um, the... Uh, the Ron Paul rallies. I've I've heard Ron Paul speak twice now, and both times, I just don't feel like I'm in listening to a politician. When I listen to a politician, it disgusts me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they you know always want to use violence and steal people's money and and solve their problems through the means that, that they continue to do it through. But when I've heard Ron Paul speak, I get really really excited. Uh, like I jump up and down and yell, kind of exp- excited. I, I you know my. I, tears come out of my eyes, kind of excited, hmm. and my wife like, she just can't believe it. Um, when she's, you know, she walks out of those rooms pretty excited too. And you know, she's th- this isn't her gig. The the freedom thing isn't her gig. Not to say that she doesn't sure. believe in it. She doesn't doesn't believe that you should sacrifice anything in your life for it. You know, don't. This is what my life is about. Don't lose a dollar in or, for freedom. Um,
0: don't, don't. I got nothing else to do with my freedom. money. I've got nothing else to do with my money at this point. Why should I? Why should I hang on to it? It's just going what to be value.
1: What am I leaving for my son in this world? Yeah.
0: Other than that, I, I've got what I need as far as you know a house to live in. I've got a lovely lady, got a nice kitty. Sure do. At this point, I'll spend all my extra money on promoting this message. I got nothing else to do with it. More coming up 800-259-9231. the CAI toll free line. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The archives are included. So go grab up to an entire year's worth of Free Talk Live right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Uh, when we go to Pork Fest, uh, what what is what are the dates of Pork Fest? Is it the, the 9th, 9th through the fifteenth? Sounds right. Believe that would be the case. Yes, I'm, I'm, you don't have to check, Mark, but. Go ahead. Well, that I want to make sure anyway. if we're giving
1: out the information ninth through the fifteenth. Uh, Saquel Cai is going to have the fun tent, and they'll have their yep uh, Yep, yeah, your limited supply pork fest beer mug. Um, you can drink responsibly with Osborne. That's, That's Jason, Jason Osborne. Osborne, right? The uh, the uh, one of the owners of uh, Saquel Cai. He
0: hasn't called in enough to really brand himself to where anyone would know what uh, or who Osborne
1: is, right? Featuring, uh, select microbrews from New Hampshire, margaritas, guest celebrity bartenders, if, if you call us celebrities, uh, prize drawings and more. And when he gives away, gives away prizes, they gave away a, uh, free talk live engraved iPod at the, uh, Liberty Forum. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that thing was cool. It was man. sweet.
1: It went to, uh, an uh, old, uh, older gentleman named David Mako. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I hope, hope he's he listening to it. Yep. But, uh, good prizes. That's so, the Sickle-CAI. content. Yep. There's going to be a lot of this going on. You here. can uh, check out the CAI's banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800 259
0: 9231. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about with Josh, uh, the, the the idea, the feeling of being around literally hundreds of people that are with you, hundreds of people that are ideally, uh, ideologically rather, compatible with with you that you don't have to explain yourself to that. They're already they're already uh, qualified as far as they're they're easily going to be your friends when you when you move here to New Hampshire. They they're so <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've uh, uh, we, we've seen that have said,
1: you know, that free state, free state project members that I've never had so many friends.
0: Yeah, I have to say that I mean they're they're just some of the best quality people and I remember I remember even you Mark you were skeptical in the beginning you were skeptical uh you you weren't sure if you were going to be friends with these free stater types and now you've spent enough time with them to where I would say that you've got some really good uh some close friends at, yeah, at this point. Yeah, I mean good people. I was over at Russell Canning's house who, um you
1: know I certainly wouldn't have put myself in uh, Russell Canning's category of uh, of liberty activist. Earlier, but um, you know I was over at his house the other day, just uh, i dropped, was dropping off something for him, and you know he's he 's such a nice guy to talk to the
0: The only thing that can make this movement better is you getting involved is more people being here in New Hampshire and being activists for liberty with with whatever that means for you, if you 've heard this show before, you know we talk about the Free State Project a lot because we are members and they are a sponsor of the show. And I just think it's a brilliant idea to move liberty activists together into the same place. And that means, and activism means what's right for you. It means uh, doing what you're good at for liberty. So if you're good at doing web work, do web design. If you're good at speaking, go out and get some speaking engagements. If you're good well, at doing media, do media.
1: Before you go on with that activism stuff, um, it's all great and well and good and everything, but what, was I a liberty activist in Sarasota?
0: Well, you'd come out when I asked you to do things sometimes would that make me a liberty activist? I mean, would you fit? more so than anyone else more so soda I,
1: I think I came out because I was interested in um, you know these things and and you know I liked you. I thought you're an interesting guy. I wouldn't have considered myself an, a liberty activist by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I might show up at uh, a libertarian party meeting now and then, and I might show up at a booth at the fair, but you know, that was really the, the the sum total of it, yeah. If you believe in liberty and you want to see it happen, forget what you can do for liberty. That will come to you
0: after you get here because I've gotten involved in all kinds of things. Oh, that's a good point. There are so many opportunities. You will (laughs) – and that's one of the neat things about being up here is that you really have to be selective about what you want to get involved with because there's so much to do. You could go and run a camera on a uh, public access television show. You could go host your own show. You could go, uh, you know, again, do web design for one of the variety of different organizations that are here. You can go and review, if you like the political scene, you can run for office. You can review bills with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. I mean, there's so much to do. And if there's something, if there's not yet something that is right for you, well, you can just create your own idea. And then other people will come and they'll they'll help you with that, if, that is, if they think it's a good idea which there's so many people here looking for things to do, it's not hard to find people to, to get involved in, in what you're interested in. So, uh, and and again, it's like the feeling when you're here, it's it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. I know Josh said that he was around a bunch of the Ron Paul activists in Kentucky down there. I would even venture to say that the Free Staters are, it's it's a different thing altogether there because the people here aren't just kind of, I, I get the feeling that a lot of the the Ron Paul people are sort of newbies, if you will, to the movement of liberty. And that's I'm not trying to down them or anything like that, but there are just... The people here in New Hampshire are the best of the best. They really are the cream of the crop as far as activism is concerned. And many of them are going down the same road that, that I've gone down. I was reading a blog post from uh, one of the, the movers from... She came in here I think she came a few years back. Her name's Friday on the, the forums at nhfree.com. She was... When she originally moved here, she thought the idea that there were anarchists involved was, you know, scary. She didn't know what to think about that, and uh, she, the, you know, the idea that people didn't even vote was very bothersome to her. And now she's she's coming along that that sort of anarcho-capitalist free marketeer road to where she's pretty much repudiated any involvement in politics at this point. She's, I think, she's. I think she's the vice chair of the Libertarian Party. She's going to serve out her term, and then when she's done with that, she's, she's basically done with politics. So, I mean, just the, the – uh, for lack of a better term, the radicalization of the, the activists here is just so wonderful and so positive. And the, really we do have the best of the best, and it feels like this is what everything that I've done in my life has led up to. It's led me to be here doing this, and everyone else is here for the same reason. And getting more people into that same place is only going to be, be so much so much more powerful than we currently are. Not power in, in that lording it over others or that sort of power, but just power as far as influence. And that something amazing is happening here. And if you can't be here, then keep listening to Free Talk Live. We'll bring you the information, and we'll bring you the stories and the experiences. 800-259-9231. Let's, uh, oh, Jeff is gone, so we won't be continuing with Jeff. 800 259 Instead, Jack Thompson. The story is from one com. Actually, it's all over the gaming website's Lawyer Jack Thompson has long been more famous for practicing publicity stunts than law, but now it seems that Thompson's discipline has finally caught up with him. Game Politics reports that the Florida Bar has issued a 38-page complaint against Jack Thompson in early 2007, and the resulting trial concluded late last year. Now the decision is in, and Judge Deva Tunis has recommended a guilty verdict for 27 of the 31 charges, including knowingly making a false statement of material fact or law to a tribunal and using means that have no purpose other to embarrass, delay, or burden a third person. According to Law.com, Thompson filed a motion to strike the recommendations as being too vague. He says, I'm going into this blind. She should have issued her report to at least her findings, at least to her findings, and then have a sanction hearing. The majority of the... I don't know what that means. The majority of charges stem from a suit related to Grand Theft Auto, with others coming from Thompson's attempt to have the video game bully declared a public nuisance. But as damaging as this trial is for Thompson, it's only the culmination of a series of penalties that have all but stripped him of his right to practice law in his home state of Florida. In March, he was disallowed from filing anything with the Florida Supreme Court unless it's signed by another lawyer in response to antics that included submitting surreal picture books and gay pornography as evidence. Now the Florida Supreme Court must make a ruling based on the recommendations put forward by Judge Tunis with a disciplinary hearing scheduled for June 4th. But even with the penalty undecided, Thompson's legal career could be effectively over. Hmm. Karma's a bitch, Jack. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate,
7: a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George
2: Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies 2008.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's W-I-K-I. Dot free talk live dot 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We go to a story from the New York Times about snitching. Interesting observation here the Times is making uh, that apparently as times, uh, as uh, the economy is getting tougher for some people, their likelihood of snitching out their neighbors and friends increases because in the world we're in today, you get paid to snitch in many places. Yep, that's true. So, court and by the way, I'm not suggesting the Times is anti-snitching. From what I understand, parts of this story are are, are very kind of uh, lauding of, <clears throat> of the idea of snitching. You
1: know, I I have I'm, I'm sort of on uh, of two opinions when it comes to snitching. I think when you're uh, if you're telling uh, the cops about your your neighbor's private business in order to uh, make money, you're a snitch. Um, if you're you know telling about somebody's drug use or something like that in order to quote unquote get them help you're a fool. If you are um you know if you tell something that you know about uh, somebody who got hurt or something that got stolen in order to get that uh, you know r- that situation rectified you're a hero.
0: Yeah, in the, in that last case that would be the only case that I would agree with so-called snitching on, but if we're talking about non-violent consensual crimes, drug use, prostitution, gambling, that sort of thing, or your grass growing too high, whatever, then that's snitching, and it's despicable. Anyway, here's a story. To gas prices, foreclosure rates, and the cost of rice add this rising economic indicator. The number of tips to the police from people hoping to collect reward money. Calls to the Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers hotline in the first quarter of this year were up 30% over last year. San Antonio had a 44% increase. Cities and towns from Detroit to Omaha to Beaufort County, North Carolina, are all reporting increases of 25% or more in the first quarter. With tipsters telling operators they need the money for rent, light bills, or baby formula. Mm. They're actually telling them, well, I just need some money, so I'm going to snitch my neighbor. God. For this year, everybody that's called has pretty much been just looking for money, said Sergeant Lawrence Beller, who answers Crime Stopper's calls in Sussex County, New Jersey's sheriff, uh, Sheriff's Office. He says that's as opposed to the last couple of years where some people were just sick of the crime and wanted to do something about it. As a result, many programs report a substantial increase in Crime Stopper related arrests and recovered property as callers turn in neighbors, grandchildren, or former boyfriends in exchange for a little cash. On Friday, a woman called the regional Crime Stoppers line in Macon, Georgia, to find out when she could pick up her reward money for a recent tip. She was irritated to learn she would have to wait until Monday. I'm in a bind. I'm really in a bind, she told the hotline operator. There's a lot of stuff I know, but I didn't open my mouth. If I weren't in a bind, I wouldn't open my mouth. When she learned the money was not available, she said she'd call back with the whereabouts of another suspect whom she had just seen going down the road. Elaine Cloyd, the president of Crime Stoppers USA, a national organization of local snitch programs, I mean, tip programs, said that not all of the 323 programs in the country had reported an increase in calls and that some, like those in Lafayette, Louisiana and Broward County, Florida, attributed most of their spike to increased publicity or technological improvements like accepting tips by text message. But there was no doubt, Ms. Cloyd said, that a faltering economy was a significant factor. She said, when the economy gets rough, people have to be creative they might give a tip when they wouldn't have in the past. For tips that bring results, programs in most places pay $50 to $1,000, with some jurisdictions given bonuses for helping solve the most serious crimes or an extra gun bounty if a weapon is recovered. In Sussex County, the average payment for a tip that results in arrest is $400. Usually you deliver the money in an unmarked car and then meet them somewhere, he said, but these people come right to the office and walk right through the front door. Some Crime Stoppers coordinators say their program appeals to community spirit and emphasize that not everyone who calls is after money, but their advertising makes no bones about the benefit of a good tip. Mobile billboards in Jacksonville say, crime doesn't pay, but we do. A poster in Jackson, Tennessee draws a neat equation, ring ring plus bling bling equals cha-ching. The bling in this case is a pair of handcuffs. Some coordinators suggested that rising crime rates might be driving up the number of tips, but in Jackson... Sergeant Mike Johnson said his call volume had gone from two or three a day to eight or nine. He theorized that rising crime, that rising crime there was not a factor because the program advertises steadily regardless of trends. He says people just need money. He's been a uh, Crime Stoppers coordinator for 15 years watching crime rates and tips fluctuate. He says, I've never seen an increase like it is now. Well, so are they not doing more advertising? He has said that their, uh, their level of advertising has been steady. Huh. Crime Stoppers uh, programs strictly protect the anonymity of callers. Each tip is assigned a number. The tip results in arrest. Then the caller can collect the cash reward, usually by going to a designated bank. Some programs pay tipsters within hours of an arrest. Others have monthly meetings to approve reward amounts. Not only have the number of tips increased, several program coordinators said, but people are also more diligent about calling back to find out if and when they can co- uh, when they can collect. The director of the Silicon Valley Crime Stoppers program in California said most of the rewards offered by his program used to go unclaimed, but with large numbers of foreclosures and heavy job losses, he says now we're seeing rewards get picked up right away and our tipsters being frustrated when tips aren't av- aren't available as quickly as they need the money. Karen Keene, tips coordinator for First Coast Crime Stoppers in Jacksonville, said she had on occasion been given approval to pay tipsters early if they persuaded her that they needed the money to pay a light bill or some other necessity. Some people have made a cottage industry of calling in tips. Oh, Although gosh. repeat callers don't give their names, operators recognize their voices. Sergeant Jack, uh, Zachary Sell from Macon says, we've got people out there that realistically this could be their job. Two or three arrests per week, you could make 700 750 per week. Better than a minimum wage job. He said his program typically averaged 215 arrests per year, but this year it had already hit 100, and he projected it would end up making more than 300, which would be a record by year's end. In some cases, the quality of the tips is lagging as people grasp for any shred of information that might result in an arrest. Oh, I'm sure. A woman in Macon, for example, recently called to report that a family member who was wanted for burglary and whose name and address were already known to the police was at home. His home. Such a tip might seem worthless on its face, uh, but many police departments don't have the personnel to watch a suspect. I'm sure that's I, I'm sure that's a damn good tip, actually. I
1: mean, you know, they have his address. Um,
0: they, got they just him. need to
1: know when he's at home. Yep. Sure they went and got
0: him. They arrested him. Typically, the greatest number of calls comes in response to news coverage or a you know, weekly list of wanted suspects. At other times, people call to report a crime the police might not even be aware of, or they might just call to report the whereabouts of someone with an old warrant. Warrant tips for minor crimes generate the lowest rewards. See, crimes that the police aren't aware of generally would be some kind of vice
1: crime. Um, right. You know, you're not talking about a burglary that the police don't know about. You're not My talking brother about, smokes pot. You're not talking about a, a, a robbery. You're not talking about a murder that the cops don't know about. They're out, you know, chasing and the more time they spend chasing down these tips on uh, somebody smoking pot or something like that, the less time there's. you know, out there supposedly looking for the murderers that are that are running loose.
0: Warrant tips for minor crimes generate the lowest rewards, but that doesn't stop people from turning in suspects. According to uh, one of the sergeants, we're getting a lot more calls related to wanted persons. People who know that these people have warrants out for their arrests are calling to turn them in. So before, when, you know, if you were wanted for something, something petty, you know, it doesn't, you know, just because you're wanted doesn't mean that you've done something to harm another person. Right. Uh, you could be wanted for not... Sending in your car registration or something like that, some sort of bureaucratic snafu, Uh, whereas your family or your friends might have protected you before because they loved you. Now, if there's a bill due or the rents come and due, they might just turn your ass in. How much you're worth? Yeah, for a hundred bucks. Will you still be a friend with someone like that afterward? I would hope not. says folks around here need the money. Says uh, Sergeant Bridgman, her calls were up 25%, even though the program's one advertisement, which is a patrol car emblazoned with the hotline number, was out of commission. Folks around here need the money. There's no jobs. There's not a lot of jobs here. We try to pay out every two weeks because we know they need the money. Places with quick payments and particularly bleak economic conditions tended to report the most increases in call volume. So look out, man. (laughs) People this are more likely than ever to snitch you that the, out.
1: The, the, the government's created, well, they're willing to give you tips for snitching on their friends.
0: 800-259-9231. In fact, there's another one up here mentioned. Uh, some guy got 450 bucks for reporting drug activity. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program, like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, then you should become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You send in 3 bucks a month. We take it in, reinvest it into the show. And get free talk live on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board so more people can hear the message of freedom and liberty. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks too, like access to the amp only call in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Um, uh, Ian, as you know, we're, uh, my wife and I are remodeling, not remodeling, kitchen, you're
1: building, building a house. kitchen. Right. Yeah. And, uh, We had to put some things in, and and today I called interknobs.com. Peter, the the guy who handles it, is a big... uh, Listener of ours. Yeah, he's a big friend of the show and uh, supports us with advertising. And, you know, we didn't know exactly what we wanted. We Hmm. knew we needed a sink and a faucet and knobs and pulls and that kind of thing. But we weren't really sure, so we called in with a couple of ideas, and he really... Uh, just sort of put it all together he uh, they have they have everything you can imagine hmm. they have more sinks than you can look at and more sinks than they have shown so you know even just wow. calling the number um that they have you know uh, peter can pretty much fix all these uh, these things for you. Nice. Yep. Yeah, you can uh, check out their 800 number at uh, internobs.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S, internobs.com, friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more at internobs.com. You also want to tell them about the code, Mark. Don't forget the code. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can get uh, 10, is it 10 bucks?
0: 10%. 10% off for, with the uh, code FTL. There you go. 800-259-9231. So the story, again, from the New York Times about the dramatic... Dramatic, pronounced increase all across the country to snitch lines, these police crime stoppers lines. Which, you know, if you're actually if you're actually stopping a real crime, like you know you know a, of a rapist somewhere or a murderer or something like that, where someone's actually been harmed, then okay, that makes sense. But if you're calling on your brother because he smokes pot, so you can cash in with a four hundred fifty dollar cash reward or something like that, you're creepy. You're sick. Something's wrong with you. You're disgusting. You don't care about other people. You don't care about their freedom. All you care about is that you suck at paying your bills or whatever it was, whatever your excuse is for not having money. Some people have legitimate reasons. But whatever your reason is for not having money, you've decided to sell out a family member, a friend, or neighbor because it's going to get you a quick tip, going to get you a quick uh, cash payment from the local bureaucracy. And it's just despicable yeah, and like and that. and you can expect to see more of this as economic conditions decline as the dollar inflates and buys less and less as uh gas continues to rise in price i mean the the oil prices continue to set new records. people just, are going to uh, get
1: squeezed one one thirty four today for a
0: barrel of oil they're going to feel squeezed because they're not going to want to they're not going to want to cut down on whatever it is how however, however they're living their lifestyle inevitably they'll have to but they're not going to want to. So they'll do whatever they can to avoid that, and if that means turning you in for something that you did, even though you didn't, even though you didn't harm anybody else, if they just know about you, and they know that you've done something against the law, they'll snitch you out. You'll go down, and they'll get a cash payment. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one for your comments here, and this this whole this whole war on drugs is really to blame for a lot of this. It really is because. It's just a significant chunk of the amount of calls that go into many of these police snitch lines. It's just a significant chunk of the police budget. Some police departments spend 50% of their budgets on vice. It's easy police work. Sure. They're not real criminals, most and of them. It's, it's all revenue generation, really. Right. It's it's difficult to investigate a murder or try to track down a rapist. It actually takes real work and, and effort, and and you actually have to investigate and spend time and, uh, and invest money into. But a person who smokes that, pot or uh, sells pot or
1: something like that, well, they have to do business with other people in order to do their crime. Sure. It's so a the, lot easier to catch those people.
0: Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Because hey, if you're a cop, you pull a bunch of people over, you uh, sort of suggest in a demanding fashion that you might be able to search their car. Usually something like, I'm going to need to search your car now. I'm going to have to ask you to step out of your car. I'm going to have to ask to search your car. Things like that. <laughs> Uh, where people will feel intimidated by the police, they are trained to intimidate, and they'll feel intimidated. They'll get out, they'll let the cop search, and whoop, there's a joint in the ashtray. And okay, well we're gonna go easy on ya if you just tell us who sold it to you. And so that's how you know that's how they go up the change. They get, they get that guy, and then they threaten to throw him in jail for ten years, and they'll say, look, we'll reduce your sentence, we'll give you a year of probation. All you have to do is just tell us who sold it to you. And they go up the chain and up the chain, and usually they don't give you that that great of a break. They'll break you down, but you're, if you're a drug dealer, you're probably going to go to jail. Uh, odds are good. And And you can be a drug dealer by having a bag of marijuana, two bags of marijuana. You can have less than an ounce of marijuana in many places as long as it's in a few baggies. You're a dealer yeah. by the law. So don't think that just because you're a marijuana smoker that you can't get busted for dealing. It all depends on the cops you're dealing with and what kind of a mood they're in. And and the the situation, the circumstances that surround your your habits. So some people might want, for instance, uh, marijuana smokers. They might want to have a couple of different kinds of marijuana. They may want to keep those different kinds of marijuana separate. Uh, so as in order to not put the better marijuana in with the crappier marijuana, for instance. And that would be enough right there. Or the, uh, some the guy from
1: whom they just purchased it uh, only had the stuff in small bags. Or, you know, there, there's, there's quite a few uh, reasons. And the... Uh, I don't think it really matters. I mean, you're a worse person for smoking marijuana than you are for selling it to a friend of yours? No.
0: Some would argue that you're corrupting people by selling it to them. A person who the came youth. to you to purchase it? Mm.
1: How many of the drug deals that go on in this nation, I, I, you know, color me a little naive here. I did spend nine years in prison, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to me that uh, most of them are completely voluntary and initiated yeah. by the buyer and not by the seller. Yeah. Yeah, that's how 100% most drug dealers do not stand in the corner and go, Psst, hey, kid, come over here and try this crack. you got to call them up on the phone and uh, get them to meet you places or, or things like that. Some
0: of them do hang out places, but, yeah, they aren't plying it on people necessarily. Oh,
1: but there are people out there that do that. They yeah. certainly do do that. I, you know, that, that, that super that's super majority happened to is me. That But if you go into the wrong neighborhoods and that kind of thing, but...
0: Okay, so so the drug war on its own is awful. It's contributing to people snitching out their friends and their neighbors, and it's just just terrible what it's done to families. It's torn families apart where someone gets busted for drugs, and then they go to jail, and then mom or dad or whoever it is that's left at home has to foot all the bills by themselves. I mean, there's so many tragic stories, but sometimes they just get really bad, like this one out of Tallahassee, Florida, from StopTheDrugWar.org. The death last week of a Florida State University student who was killed while acting as an informant for the Tallahassee police after being arrested on marijuana and ecstasy charges has sparked intense criticism of the police. On Wednesday, around 100 people gathered in the Old Capitol to call for police accountability in the murder of Rachel Hoffman, 23 years old. She was allegedly shot and killed by two men who she was trying to set up for the police. Now, do you think Ms. Hoffman was trying to set these two guys up out of a, oh, I don't know, uh, some sort of feeling of responsibility to the community to stop the scourge of drugs? She may very well have have, have told herself that. No. She was busted for marijuana and ecstasy. Ah. And they told her, well, we'll give you a break if you help us get your dealers. And so, like most people put into that position, she wants to retain as much freedom as she can possibly retain. Normally, as we all do. Normally, she would not be in a circumstance where she would have to, uh, to to harm the lives of others in order to live her life. But in this case, the police have forced her into that position. So she could either not snitch out on these guys and go to jail for who knows how long. Or she could work with the cops as an undercover informant and possibly you know, just get probation and be back out on the streets. So she made her choice and I think it's I think it's I think it was a poor choice. I think snitching in this particular case is a is a poor choice, but I understand why people do it. So I don't want to blame her too much for this. I will blame the police because they are the ones that put people into these positions. They're the ones that sent her to do this deal. They are the ones that put her in a position where she could have gotten killed. And What do they have to say for themselves? Well, Tallahassee police have been on the defensive since Hoffman's murder last week. Various law enforcement spokes bureaucrats have attempted to blame Hoffman for her death by arguing she didn't follow proper informant procedures. You think she's a professional at this? Did they give her a handbook? Protesters at the Capitol weren't buying it. They criticized both Tallahassee police behavior in sending Hoffman out to buy cocaine and a gun, but they also leveled strong criticisms at the informant system in general. Uh, the vice president of the FSU chapter of Normal said, We're trying to make sure TPD is accountable for their actions. Good luck with that. I just think it was stupid that all this happened over drugs, said a friend of Hoffman since childhood. I don't think her life was worth busting two dudes. TPD had Rachel Hoffman going into a situation she had no place being in just because she was associated With marijuana. Sad story. Yet another unnecessary death. This young lady could have been alive and studying at school and everything would have been fine had she not been arrested for marijuana. And who did she hurt anyway? She was just smoking a joint. More coming up. Free Talk Live.
7: There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment?
8: That's because it's the new media.
7: Dan Carlin, Common Sense. I
6: think fast and I talk fast and the people that like this program can deal with
7: that. Common Sense with Dan Carlin, a free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I should mention that we talked a little while ago about Jack Thompson, the scumbag lawyer who's made a name for himself by going after video game companies and crusading against violence in video games. He has uh, gotten into some trouble with the Florida Bar Association, the Florida Supreme Court, apparently. And uh, From what I understand, there's a slight chance we may be able to get Jack back on the show. I don't know how this is going to work, but apparently Danny LaDunay... The uh, the programmer of the Columbine, Super Columbine Massacre RPG. And, video game. and Yes, that, that particular video game and filmmaker, um, filmmaker of a movie called Playing Columbine, is going to try to get him on our program. I don't know how he's going to do it. Odds are probably going to be that he'll fail at it, but he's going to give it a shot. Because he's going to be appearing on our show this Saturday, and we're looking forward to talking to him because his movie's coming out soon. I've uh, seen it. Playing yeah. Columbine. Is what it's called. It's playingcolumbine.com is his website, and we're in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, lots of lots of uh, sage little bits from me. I haven't noticed
1: you say a thing in yeah, it so far. Yeah, no, it's
0: mostly you. I, <laughs> I, I I get in there toward the end with well, a comment
1: or two. I, but... I, I am the clever one. Um, it, it's a really good movie, and yeah, there's not that much of us,
0: but uh, it, no, because we're not really video game. Experts or anything like no. that, but but he was nice enough to include us, and uh, he also included uh, some archives of Free Talk Live on the disc. If you pop it into your DVD drive, you can actually listen to our interviews of Jack Thompson and hmm. Danny and, and Brian Fleming as well in, in high-quality uh, MP3. The Brian Fleming? Uh, the, uh, Brian Fleming from the Rational uh, Response Squad, the right. atheist... Outing the blasphemy, atheists. something. Yeah, the blasphemy
1: challenge. That's yeah, blasphemy it challenge. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so yeah, all that's going to be on his disc, and he sent us some advanced copies of it. We've, wa- I've watched it in full. Have you finished it yet, Mark? Are you in the middle of it right now? I'm in the midst of it, and it's I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a great film. There's a trailer up. I stopped up. to do the show. I mean, <laughs> I didn't right. stop
1: for any other reason.
0: There's a trailer up at playingcolumbine.com, so uh, we'll have Danny on the program on Saturday. We'll talk more about it then with him. And who knows? Maybe he can pull the right strings with old Jack Thompson and get him to come back on Free Talk Live after he was the only person ever to hang up the phone on us. As far as guests. Yeah,
1: I'm I don't concerned. think he's going to have much luck
0: with that. I, I, don't, I don't think so either, but he's going to try. 800-259-9231. So, and, and we don't normally announce guests in advance, but I felt like doing this one. All right. Jeff is on the line in Texas. We go to your phone calls about whatever you want to talk about. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
8: Yeah, guys. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the 2008 election. And Well, first of all, I'm not a, a Democrat or a Republican. I'm I'm an independent, and I just you know, believe in picking who the right candidate is for for various reasons. And in this case, I like Ron Paul because he's a constitutionalist. He wants to abolish the IRS, withdraw from the United Nations, and other Mm -hmm. reasons. But I I wanted to point out that uh, Senator McCain of Arizona, also running for president, his performance has been far less than impressive. I mean, he has flip-flopped on numerous issues. I mean, he's lied to the American people. Uh, I think this shows that he's a danger to the nation and can't be trusted. And then on the other coin, uh, you know, we have Hillary Clinton. And I think we're victims of the past rotten presidency of Bill and Hillary who refused to acknowledge various things that went wrong and, and, you know, actually uh, some treason and other things that that happened uh, during that administration. And, you know, uh, Congress being crippled by the the Bush administration – and I, I think that everybody needs to be aware of uh, Hillary, the old cat's lunatic lunge towards Marxism, because she did study Marxism. And then on the other coin, we have Obama,
0: and he's and, a Marxist too.
8: Well, you know, I, don't, I tell you, you know, his babble about change and his endorsement of nuclear energy clearly shows he intends to make America one of the biggest toxic waste dumps in all. Wait, of-
0: wait, Obama's behind nuclear energy?
8: He most certainly is. Well, I I like
0: nuclear energy. It's not going to mean I'm, I'm not going to vote for well, the guy, but...
8: Well, I mean, not only that. I mean, he has, you know, bad ideas can be corrected. But, you know, brain insanity, some of the things that he wants to do, you know, has no such remedy. And I tell you, this is, you know, all of this being a making of one national catastrophe, guys, and I tell you...
0: I'll, I'll agree with that, you on that one. I mean, any any one of those three major candidates for president winning is going to be bad news for freedom in America. And it, no it, the chances terrible. of them not
1: winning are very... One of those three not winning is very, very small. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, odds are good it's going to be one of those three. Ron Paul's still in the race, and certainly there will be a libertarian candidate who may or may not be worth supporting. But either way, uh, you know, the LP's never going to...
8: Well, the media is certainly uh, playing a major role in suppressing Ron Paul's campaign. Yeah. I mean, you know... I don't know what the, you know what they're smoking or what kind of pills they're taking or who's lining their pockets, but you know Ron Paul has more uh, videos uh, than any one of these candidates on YouTube. I mean he's more popular uh, on the internet. I think
0: the, the media people acknowledge. The Ron Paul campaign's existence, they acknowledge the – I've seen video of media people actually talking about the the volume of emails and phone calls that they get from the Ron Paul activists. But right. at the same time, they don't cover the guy, and they pretend like he doesn't even exist. I mean, right. yeah. they they might cover, cover the internet
1: anomaly that is Ron Paul. Yeah. But he's never gonna win. And in
0: every single article, they say he's never
1: gonna win. Right, it's well, kind of more could, like it.
8: I mean, he could win if the media would give him adequate coverage. Right, like sure. they're doing and deliries. they're not going to. And they, they won't. They're
1: absolutely not going to. So, uh, why but, do
8: you think? Why do you think they're not doing that? Now?
1: I don't. I I don't know it's because a conspiracy. Because they believe that the government can solve problems, um, and you know, so like so many Americans do, but. You know, in in ten years, in fifteen years, the internet's going to be the major news source, mm-hmm. and those people are going to be the minor news source. Unlike it is today, so I'm I just I kind of can't wait till they re, you know it, till it's just completely different.
0: All in good time, Jeff. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think that the problem with the media is not so much a you know a backroom conspiracy, though certainly people with agendas who have their have their own media outlets can certainly c- sculpt things i was looking at uh, there was a news release recently about a radio station. Uh, apparently, a talk show host has made enough money being a general manager at a station to buy his own station somewhere in North Dakota or something like that. And he's calling his station the Flag. And you know, he's. Hey, gonna... I've heard
1: that. Uh, I've I've heard that kind of nomenclature for stations before. The flag. yeah,
0: yeah, it's going to be a talk station. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the the suggestion there is this is a nationalistic flag waving station. It does and, I think it's a great name personally. I mean. I think it's pandering and it's awful, but uh, I understand that it's going to work for him. People are going to listen to it and he's going to make ratings and sell stuff. But but uh, but just I just bring that up as, as evidence that certainly people who own radio stations and television news networks and things like that, they've got an agenda. Of course they do. Do they all have the exact same agenda? No, not necessarily. But generally, their agenda does include government. Whatever their particular viewpoint is, generally their agenda includes the government being involved in our lives and how they want uh, our lives to be controlled by the government. Most of the people that work in the news media went to journalism school or didn't go, you know, to or whatever. They went through the government school system for the most part, and so they've been properly indoctrinated by the government to believe in government to well, believe that government is. Don't forget is the, the hubris
1: that's involved. the The major uh, mainstream media. They know that they give the Americans the candidates. That's Here, true. Americans, you may choose from this field of candidates, and Ron Paul was not one of the field of candidates that they were uh, able to choose from. Well, you, were, you were able to pick to from extent, the Republican side. Was. You uh, you were able what they were what what they were offering up was uh, John McCain, Mitt Romney, Rudy Giuliani. These yeah. were the front runners uh huckabee uh, was
0: sort of uh, right and even sort of when ron paul guy. even when paul would defeat soundly giuliani or something like that they would just brush it by right and he came him. in third or he came, you know they, they they would
1: just they would stop the list every time of who won just above ron paul They kept him out because they didn't want, because they considered him a second tier candidate, so therefore this is where the second tier ends.
0: Right, and and, and probably, again, some of the reason for that is because of the indoctrination process to get these journalists to believe in the the idea of government. And if you've got a candidate out there that's spouting off libertarianism, as Ron Paul was, I mean, he was essentially a 98% pure libertarian message. Uh, if you've got somebody that's spouting off those ideas, to someone who believes in the idea of government, Ron Paul sounds like a lunatic. And so they tell themselves, well, Americans don't you know, they're not going to believe in this. Americans want what I want, and they want government to do certain things. It's crazy to put this guy out in front of them. I mean, he's not even worth spending time on. So that's going to be their viewpoint, is that, why do we want to put this lunatic in there? Is there plenty of lunatics running for president? We can't cover them all. So they focus on the names, the political names who like you, the guys you mentioned. I think that it's all explainable, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen in some back room. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. He's the
1: enemy of the state. He's the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, freedom fighter. The anarcho capitalist adventure series continues at freedom engineering.com. That's freedom engineering.com. 800 259
0: 9231. You know, I'm, I'm not going to
1: call myself an anarcho capitalist, but. Me uh, neither.
0: I'm a free marketeer.
1: Um, I, I really like the idea of what he's doing here using fiction to. Uh, you know, get people interested in the ideas of uh, freedom, and I think it's going to work out very well. Well,
0: I mean, uh, there are other authors out there that are doing it, and so the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. Let's continue here, and uh, let's go to Stephen in Colorado. Your call's about anything. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there, guys. Hey, what's on Um, your mind tonight?
9: Well, you were talking about Ron Paul. It just caught my ear. Yes. Uh, I, I remember he won some straw poll somewhere where Romney was expected to win, and Romney ended up coming in second. And ABC News Online, their headline was, Mitt Romney comes in second in such-and-such such straw poll. <laughs>
3: yeah,
9: and and I scanned it for the words Ron and Paul together,
3: mm-hmm.
9: and uh, I found it about the fourth or fifth paragraph of the story. Wow. Yeah, So, and, and then the other thing I just wanted to throw out there, uh, well, two things really quickly. I'm glad to see that uh, Mark finally changed his shirt. <laughs> you know, he was wearing that capitalism shirt at least two
0: days in a row that I saw. No, it wasn't two days in a row. I, I wear didn't... the same shirt several days in a row. Yeah, no, Ian's the one that
1: wears the <laughs> yeah. same thing. Mine, however, I, I'm, lim- I'm limited on shirts right now because most of my clothing's over at the new place I'm moving into. So uh, my wife's ah. been washing uh, just about every day.
0: Well, <laughs> Julia d- um, Julia does the laundry around here. And since I'm not going out and you know running in my shirt every single day and getting real sweaty or something like that, I don't really feel like I'm necessary. There's no reason for me to just toss a shirt in the laundry because I've worn it for a few hours in one day. So I'll wear it for you know a, n- a number of days, not too long, but uh, but also yeah. not short enough to where I'm burdening her with a bunch of unnecessary laundry. Yeah, people don't like to see the same shirt on you two days in a row. I can tell you that. Well, too nothing yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: um,
9: the other thing too is I was very interested listening to the uh, archives about you your your decision to break away from. The Libertarian Party, yes. in, in an official sense, and then also to divest yourself of the moniker Libertarian.
0: I'll I still, I really, mean, I'll reluctantly accept it. Obviously, it's I'm too. going to be labeled with that, uh, you know, simply right. because that's how things are going to be. Uh, but right. if given the opportunity, I will always correct it to free marketeer.
9: Yes, and, and I was starting to feel the same way. It's kind of like we were moving along parallel paths, but for slightly different reasons.
3: Hmm. Um,
9: I, I heard Stephanopoulos describe Cheney as a libertarian Republican. <laughs> um, I heard Glenn Beck call himself a libertarian over yep. and over again. Neil Bork over now, and over again. Yeah, a clown Beck, at work.
1: The one thing that, I like to say about Glenn Beck is he is moving more libertarian. you can listen to is. his show. But you know, I mean it's it's like I I, I don't even know how to describe it, but they y they're they're a little bit libertarian. Um they're certainly more libertarian than many
0: all those guys are trying to do is make themselves seem different from the rest of the, you know, pack of Rush Limbaugh-like talk show hosts out there. That's yep, all exactly. they're doing.
9: Right. So I I, um, I, um, dipped back into my, my ancient past the other day when somebody – we were talking about this issue, that issue, the other. And it was all issues where I fall on the left side of the spectrum, you know, the drug war, mm-hmm. foreign intervention, et cetera. Uh, and so the guy said oh you you must be a liberal and i said well i'm a i'm a free market gun-totin liberal if you want to look at it that way
0: <laughs> how'd that go over for you
4: oh uh
9: well i don't know i'm not I, you know some i want to embrace labels but i just can't find the right one that fits yeah you know so, well, but free marketeer sounds good enough
0: yeah, I, I like it. I think it makes sense. It's straightforward. Um, and if people don't understand what it means, great, because then you can explain it to them. They, they don't exactly. have any preconceived notions about it.
9: Exactly, it leads into a a lovely conversation. Um, and and then by the, the time, last thing
0: by the time, sorry to interrupt, but by the time okay someone ahead. like Glenn Beck or Neil Bortz gets around to calling themselves free marketeers, we'll have won. <laughs> yeah, that that's point. right.
9: That's right. Um, and then the la- the very last thing before I go is thank you so much for uh, for having um goldsmith on your show, Gardner Goldsmith. LG
0: Grande, the Garster. Right, you have
9: you have turned me on to his show and I've I've been downloading furiously.
0: That would be Gardner Goldsmith. Uh we have him on. We try to have him on at least weekly on the program. Sometimes he gets busy and he can't be here every week. Uh but you're actually going to get an extra dose of Gardner Goldsmith here in the upcoming weeks. Mark will be going away on a, a week long excursion to Vegas, I believe, with Jason Osborne from mm-hmm. Single and AI. Florida. Uh, and so Mark's going to be gone from the show, and at that point uh, it'll give us an excuse to bring in the co-hosts, and that means Gardner Goldsmith will be coming in for uh, a few more nights than normal. I'm going to give him a few bucks to get him over here because, you know, gas is not cheap. No. Uh, so I'm going to pay Guard to get him out here a little bit more often than you might hear. So I think we're going to have him on Friday and Saturday, the 30th and 31st Have we ever well. paid a co-host to be on? I think Gard's the only one. Yeah, so Gardner's going to be here on the 30th and 31st, and then on the 6th and 7th, when both Mark and I will be absent, because we'll be in New York City for the Talkers New Media Seminar. So Gardner will be leading the show on that night, and I believe Julia will be sitting in with him. That'll be a great show. Oh, very cool. So yeah, it was good last year when they were together, so we're doing it again. Thanks for your call tonight, Stephen. Glad you're enjoying the program. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231, and you can go uh, experience our buddy Gardner over at his website, libertyconspiracy.com. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Uh, so, let's go to... You've got a story coming up here, Mark. Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And the top ten reasons why they're upset with their jobs. Well, yeah. Uh, unhappy. I unhappy. Mean, with the terminology. We're going to get to that in moments, but first a quick story from thesmokinggun.com about another evil child pornographer. Alex Phillips is his name. The Wisconsin teenager is facing felony child pornography charges for allegedly posting naked photos of his 16-year-old ex-girlfriend on his MySpace page. When contacted by police about the two images, he balked at removing the pictures of the girl, warned that he could face jail for publishing images of the minor. He told an investigator, F that, I'm keeping them up. Uh, According to a criminal complaint filed in circuit court, he told cops that he posted the photos because he was venting. Cell phone camera photos had been taken by the girl. So apparently she herself was the child pornographer. He was just a possessor of it. uh, Who provided them to her boyfriend at the time, Mr. Phillips. Along with posting the photos, he added explicit captions, uh, which were pretty rude and awful. So this guy is kind of a low-life douchebag, but I don't think what he did was criminal. She gave him the photos. Look, girls and boys... If you take naked pictures of yourselves and give them to your boyfriends or if, girlfriends?
1: No, 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 there's no qualifying statement. If you take naked pictures of yourself, they will get out. On the internet. <laughs> but that's just it. Yeah. Any, anywhere that you, you have to assume, you have to be prepared that if you take naked pictures of
0: yourself, that your mom and dad are going to see them. In addition to the child porn count, Phillips was charged with defamation and sexual exploitation of a child. A child... Can we please stop calling teenage girls and boys children? Can can we just stop that? Because they're not. They have the ability to make decisions for themselves. They are the next thing. I mean, they're, they're young adults, and they are not children. They're sexually... These girls... This girl is sexually mature, not a child. Sorry, but hey, apparently she's a child pornographer, and so is he bizarre we live in a very bizarre world more coming up gen x and their jobs this is free talk live would you like to help others find free talk live you can help us advertise market and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com consider becoming a free talk live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a cam version. You can actually watch Free Talk Live. Not sure why anyone wants to do this, but... People do, apparently, and there is a good reason, and that is that the audio quality is pretty darn good on the webcam. So uh, go to freetalklive.com and experience all that for free. So, Mark, ten reasons Gen X is very upset, apparently, about their jobs. What's this all about? Because well, you're a Gen Xer. I, I, and I, I could be argued that I'm. Uh, I, it could be argued I'm a Gen Xer. I'm like on the very, very outer periphery.
1: You're a cusp of, of uh, X and Y. Yeah. And I don't know. I I hope that Generation Y gets its own certainly generation z should get its own name <laughs> it's it's not fair that uh, generation y it's not fair that generation y should get its uh, name from generation x that's not that's fair. true and certainly it's generation lazy. Z. Uh, it's really lazy it's it's lazy and, but clever the first one is cl- clever maybe you know calling them generation y might be considered clever to some extent generation z is just lazy <laughs> absolutely but um, here's an article here on uh, 10 reasons uh, Gen Xers are unhappy at work, and I'm not sure that certainly they're not all unhappy. At Where's work. this from? Uh, businessweek.com. OK, corporations really need folks in their 30s and early 40s, but here's a tentative relationship at best, um, that cohort, between uh, cohort and, and corporate America. I'm worried about Generation X and corporations. As far as I can tell, these two have a tentative relationship at best. They're likely headed for some rocky times ahead. This is from Tammy Erickson uh, at businessweek.com. Corporations really need Generation X. for uh, Folks from in their uh, 30s to early 40s who should begin to serve their primary corporate leaders over the next couple of years. But I fear many current corporate executives are taking this small and therefore precious group for granted. Many of you Gen Xers are not thrilled with corporate life. I I enjoyed it when I worked at Claire Channel. I had no problems with it. Um, I kind of like their whole churn and burn mentality. You tend not to trust institutions in general and deeply resent the boomers' confident assumptions that you'll be motivated by the same things that boomers have long cared about. Many of you have told me that you're planning to leave the corporate life soon, to start entrepreneurial ventures or work for Great. smaller companies. I'm all for that too. I think that uh, you know, small business built this country. Small business business is still the backbone of this country, and uh, we need more entrepreneurs. Nothing wrong with that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, options you feel will uh, suit you better than the corporate um, than the corporate roles looming ahead. Why are Gen Xers uncomfortable in corporate life? Reason number one: these are not uh, the top reasons. These are just numbered. Is
0: she speculating? Or is she this actually is talking
1: to Gen Xers? I think that she's, she's certainly interviewed some people for this uh, okay. article, but you can't interview the millions of Gen Xers sure. in, uh, in the United States, so therefore this, this article is wrong. How wrong is it? I don't know. Let's find um, out. So it, I, I think it's well written. I think it uh, points to some, uh, some issues that everybody can okay. Xers' corporate careers got off to a slow start. And many of them are still feeling the pain. You graduated when the economy was slow, and the huge bulge of boomers had already grabbed most of the key jobs. Plus, you know that that way the ones the sort of late blooming boomers they still got the upper management jobs. There were just so many of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So we relegated to some extent to a lower um, lower end jobs. As an article, as in an article in May at 1985 issue of Fortune said, these. Pioneers of the baby bust generation are finding life, and that's what baby bust is—what they used to call us. Um, finding huh. life on the career frontier harsher than ever. They're snarled in a demographic traffic jam, stuck behind all those surplus graduates of the past decade. Uh, number two, when you were teens, exers witnessed adults in their lives being laid off from large corporations in mass, as uh, reengineering swept through the business lexicon. This engendered most uh, Xers to lack, uh, for a lack of trust in uh, large institutions and strong desire for a life filled with backup plans. Just in case, many of the adults you saw laid off and then struggling to reintegrate were in their 40s, about the age Xers are reaching today. Mm. Number three, most corporate career paths narrow at the top. This is absolutely true. the The perceived range of options diminishes as individuals become increasingly specialized in specific functions or roles. Xers crave options, which uh, assuage your concerns about being backed into a corner, laid off from one path. these since this excuse me, the sense of narrowing um, career paths and increased vulnerability is often most palpable at the transition from middle to upper management just um, just where many of you are today this step also often brings demand for relocation and separation from established social networks mm-hmm. in addition an additional assault on your sense of self-reliance so basically as as you move up the corporate ladder your choice of what you can do diminishes and
0: Julia the, for instance uh, my girlfriend mm-hmm. is uh, she works at Panera Bread mm-hmm. and she is the assistant manager of right. the store and she understands that if she wanted to drive around a lot she could become a district manager sure. but then she'd have to spend most of her days driving from one store to another and right whereas she likes she, being here if she's keen. at
1: the bottom of the rung she can decide whether she likes the cashier or she likes baking mm-hmm. bread or she likes uh, cleaning the bathroom or there's all kinds of things that she can
0: do so basically she's almost to that that top. I mean, she she can be the GM. That's her next step up. She right. can stay at this store. She, she could probably be a GM faster if she'd move to Concord or something like that. If she'd drive to Concord every mm-hmm. day. Uh, but she doesn't want to do that. She loves living here in the Monadnock region of, of New Hampshire, and so she understands that GM is you know the max for her. But that's okay because she doesn't have the idea. She doesn't even have it in her head that she wants to be there forever. She just you know she wants to. You should uh, you should strive for to be the best you can. She wants to create some uh, savings and some wealth for herself to where when she decides what it is she really wants to do with her life, she'll have the uh, the resources necessary in order to go out and do that. So she already has sort of a. A plan, just a, a general plan of where she's going. I feel sad for people that, you know, they, their only vision for life is that I want to be at the top of this company for the rest of my life, even though it's not their company. Uh, you know, I love the idea that these Gen Xers are being entrepreneurial or that they at least aspire to be entrepreneurial. I think that's great. And is, is this article trying to talk them out of it or is it just looking at the uh, the different reasons that they are feeling that
1: way? I, I don't think it's trying to talk them out of any uh, – well, at the very end of it, it tries to talk them out of leaving corporate uh, life. Uh, but, interesting. You know, just sort of pointing out what Gen Xers – because – well, the, the truth is that uh, people don't really get out of their own skin and look at other people's situations very much mm-hmm. so the the upper management that that should be reading business week here is not looking at what it's like to be a gen x or they're not looking at um, you know what they think is what it's like to be a baby boomer and you know the more corporate attitude that would be involved there so they need to be educated on
0: these aspects i have to say i never think about my generation and no. what it's like to be well, <laughs> what? We, we what well <laughs> i'm me and i think about my life and what i But if you want,
1: worked with a thousand it. people yeah. in uh you know some kind of office setting office building mm-hmm. you would likely be drawn to the people with your interests in your age group uh, that sort of fit your demographic you yeah, okay. and the the fact is the people that have your interests and fit into your age group and are your demographic and you know the, all the, have the things in common with you are a bunch of white 27 year old kids guys yeah. Okay. Those those are the people you're going to likely hang out with, um, in in that kind of attitude. So therefore, this is more aimed at a, at a at the corporate people out there. But I think that it it has value for anybody who's in this age bracket, and actually anybody in the other age brackets, just to see what the, you know, what they think about Gen Y's, because Gen Y's is coming up here too. Carry on. All right. Just uh, number four. Just your luck. The economy was slow when you started the workforce, and now it's slowing once more. Just As you are standing at the threshold of senior management, stepping into leadership roles right now looks more difficult and the roles themselves more vulnerable than they have at any point in the past decade. So I think that that's absolutely true. Gen Xers have gotten, you know, just the sort of twists of fate, uh, you know, some really bad shake on the uh, on the economy and likely they don't they they're going to trust corporate america for that less and less because corporate america being in bed with the government mm-hmm. and you know causing all these problems you know the government causes all the problems but corporate america is implicit in it much of it is number sure. five then there are those pesky gen y's many gen xers are charged with managing y's mm-hmm. which let's face it is an impossible task at least if you define manage as controlling their channels of communication while vying for promotions and trying to look good, many of you feel that wise are just doing an end run around you. So, hmm. you know, they're com- the complaints are about the Gen Y's and how childish they all are. Too
0: childish, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: What, when they're saying they're doing an end run around you, that sounds to me like they're being uh, better employees or that they're... In some, in some cases, I'm sure that that's That doesn't true, sound like childishness. Let's, let's continue this in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailer. Huge selection, 41 categories to shop in. Everything from their tremendous books uh, selection to DVDs to furniture, electronics, groceries even, baby stuff, camping supplies. Whatever you need, you can get it at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And if you enter through that link, FreeTalkLive will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter if you're buying used items. FreeTalkLive gets a cut. Uh, so start your shopping there. In fact, downloadable items like their Amazon uh, Unbox, where you can actually rent movies over the Internet, we get a cut of that, too. So it's all there at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Start your shopping there. And feel good, because you're getting the stuff you want at the pro- uh, the prices you're looking for, in many cases free super saver shipping, and you're helping Free Talk Live all at the same time. What could be better? Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Mark, we're in the middle of a story from Business Week talking about Gen Xers. And obviously he's being very generic, They're talking about the – because when you're talking about millions of people, you have to be very generic. So clearly there are exceptions to this, probably a whole bunch of them. But they're talking specifically about the Gen Xers in the world of corporations. Right. In corporate America and what they want and why they're upset about their experiences – in corporate America, and I think they should be. I think they should be. I think they should want to be entrepreneurs. She's suggesting that that's what they want, that they want to be entrepreneurs. And I want to continue talking about entrepreneurship, but let's finish the rest of the, uh, the, five, the five remaining ten reasons that they're,
1: they're disturbed. Yeah. Gen Xers are, in fact, number six, uh, in fact, surrounded by a love fest and not feeling the love. As I wrote in last week's post, boomers and wise are learning from each other and enjoying their interactions. It's easy to feel left out. Now, I don't know, have any idea what they're talking about. Apparently, the boomers are mentoring uh, the Gen Ys and Gen Xers are feeling left out. I don't hmm. know. Got me. Uh, number seven, Xers are the most conservative cohort in today's workforce. And you're surrounded by shake-em-up types on both sides. In your personal lives, Xers are not particularly keen on rules, but you had to follow them in the workplace, and you resent it when others don't. It seems unfair to be rewriting corporate etiquette when you've had to toe the line for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like, apparently corporations are having to rewrite the rules in order to get Gen Ys to even work for them. Interesting. So, I, I, apparently, uh, you know, Gen Xers didn't have the effect on the workplace. So we we're just happy to get the jobs. But the Gen Ys, uh, they get to make a lot of the rules, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't experience any of this, so I can't comment on it. Yeah, that. I don't know much about it either, uh, but I think it's very interesting. Many Gen Xers, and I'm assuming that this person writing for Business Week has some inkling as to what she's talking about.
0: Who knows? <laughs> many Xers, if you want to agree or disagree or comment, you know, 800-259-9231, feel free.
1: Many of the Xers are guarding
0: a closely held
1: secret. Would you like to know what that secret is, Ian? You're not all as comfortable with the technology that is changing the way things are done as everyone seems to think you are. And this is really the so issue. So they're turning for me. into
0: the old fuddy duddy, right? Well, right. The, these kids and their text messaging. <laughs> this is this is Get off for my me. lawn. Now,
1: there's plenty of people my age that know a lot, especially in the liberty movement, that know a lot about computers. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm not as comfortable as I could be. Well, I let's know, be honest. The kids, they know more. They do, they do know more than I do, uh, and it, often they're much more uh, facile with it than I am. So that's maybe
0: like. that's what she's suggesting here: is these Gen Xers who certainly know more than many of the boomers. Are feeling inferior now because mm. the the youngsters know more than they do. Right, and well, it's the, the um no, not the boomers, the Xers
1: are un, uncomfortable because the Ys know more. That's
0: what I'm saying. Right. The, yeah. the Xers know more than the boomers. Yes, and but they're feeling uncomfortable because they know less than the Gen right. Y.
1: Well, it's perfectly acceptable for boomers to frame um feign ignorance and ask for help. It's embarrassing for Xers. To ah, that's do a good so. point. Yeah, number nine. If a boomer colleague um and if boomer colleagues are annoying, the boomer uh parents of your why um wise report write down um, a- why reports are downright over the top. Xers can't believe the frequency with why parent interactions and are deeply turned off by parents who make their presence felt in the workplace. Oh
0: gosh, is this like the helicopter parent phenomenon yes. where this where mommy comes to the college with her little you know with her eighteen year old son? Well, now son, the, those kids coming that, to work
1: now. But now those kids that were um, the parents were going to college. Now they're now they're uh, they're, they're hovering mentoring at work. They're mentoring their their kids at work. Yeah. Oh geez. So yes, of course they've got things to say to the boss. My wow. boss and my mother have never spoken. That's if your amazing. boss and your mother have spoken, I've
0: talked to your mom before. I guess I'm not really your boss. You're not though. my boss. <laughs> Stick it
1: in your ear. <laughs> if if any of my bosses ever met my mother, it was like some you know function somewhere, yeah. and um, you know there was a handshaking, and and that was you know the Mark's a great guy. Well, thanks, you know that wow. kind of interaction.
0: This is amazing. I mean that 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 got mentioned in this article must really mean it is a significant thing that's going on in the workplace today. Yeah. If you're one of those parents, what's wrong with you? I mean, how long are you going to baby your children? Are you going to just keep them living at home until they're 35 and go to work with them every uh, you know week just to check in with the boss? I assume they're talking to
1: the apartment managers where the kids live, too. and you know, I, I, They don't have to live at home, you know. I, I just interviewing am amazed potential by this. girlfriends.
0: <laughs> How long do you think you need to hold your kid's hand for? This is back to that whole idea of the childification of America, of of protecting kids, like rounding off all the corners and and keeping them safe from every possible thing that might hurt their feelings or you know whatever. This is nutso. So, if you're one of those helicopter parents, what is up with you? What is your excuse for this? Are you do you think your kids are incapable? Do you, do you believe that your kids are... Well, they want to optimize
1: the kid's experience.
0: No, that's not optimizing anything. That's, <laughs> that's, that's uh, perpetuating their reliance upon you. That doesn't optimize anything. I understand that they could have a hard time in the beginning out into the real world all by themselves. I understand that as a parent, you want your kids to be safe and you want your kids... I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking that sort of parental drive. But would you ever do that with Jack, your son, Mark? I mean, I, well, you know, um, what?
1: I, I can't imagine that happening. But if he asked me for assistance, or maybe advice, and certainly he can he can get. Dad,
0: will you come talk to my manager at work? He's that doesn't make mean. any sense.
1: Um, no. My
0: manager made me clean the windows today, and I didn't like that. I'm of the
1: opinion that uh, that, that my job is to prepare Jack for for life, mm-hmm. and I don't think that uh, prepare- hovering is yeah. not
0: preparing at all. Hovering is just continuing to protect and continuing to, uh, just continuing to control. It's sick. Is there more? Yep. Uh, number ten. Finally, your own
1: parenting pressures are at a peak. You're deeply committed to spending more time with your kids than your parents did or were able to spend with you, but juggling is getting more and more difficult. Is it time to jump off the corporate train? I hope not, at least not for most of you. Corporations really need your leadership. But I understand that we need to create corporate environments that are more uh, con- conductive to your uh, needs and preferences. I'm in the middle of my latest uh, project, a book on career options and strategies for Gen Xers. Da, da, da.
0: Well, as the uh, as the Gen Xers end up taking more and more corporate roles at the top, they'll be able to restructure things mm-hmm. in the way that they think will work best. So it seems like that'll iron itself out over, over right. time. Uh, about the parenting thing, I'll, I'll tell you, working
1: from the house like I do, I... I, I You know, I do the show here from Mm -hmm. I I show up somewhere between six and six thirty to do show prep and get ready to go on the air and things like that. But at seven o'clock and seven to ten, I do the show and then I go home and try to fiddle around and find things to do. But during the day, I make telephone calls for Free Talk Live trying to get people to buy ads at home, right at my house. And it's really nice to make. You know, at this point, I'm up to nearly what I was making before I left Sarasota. Really? Oh, that's good to know. Um, nearly. And um it's really nice to be able to, to sit, a, sit at the house, spend time with my son... Uh, you know go to lunch when I feel like it do do the things that I want to do during yeah. the day and you know make that kind of money and It's a much more entrepreneurial activity. Yeah, I just I just enjoy the way I work.
0: And even if you now. you know as you say, you know even though you aren't making as much, you certainly will be eventually, but even though you aren't making as much, the enjoyment factor is is higher and the convenience factor is mm-hmm. higher. So that's
1: worth something. I don't have uh the, the gas expenses
0: that I did either and uh you don't have to be in at a certain time in the office that so you have to be here, but that's your choice. And it's always your choice. And working in a corporation is your choice and quitting and and going and starting the your own. Thing.
1: The, the, the company that I worked for previously, I was valuable, so therefore I could still set a lot of That's things true. for myself, too. And the more valuable you make yourself, the more. Um, you know, the more rules you get to break.
0: I just want to comment quickly here on the idea of entrepreneurship. And I encouraged it earlier, and I still want to encourage the idea. But I also understand the security that that a job holds. Like, people feel better when they know that paycheck's going to come in week after week. And that's the main – I think that's probably one of the main factors that holds people at jobs as opposed to going out and doing what their real passion might be. Uh, Whatever that entrepreneurial activity is that they would like to perhaps make into a career for themselves – I don't know if career is even the right term for entrepreneurial activity, but anyway, sure something they can do for themselves and be happier as a result of that. But I think the number one thing that stops people has to be regulation. It has to be the government's rules and controls over entrepreneurial activity. Because one of the reasons why this business is great for me is because I didn't have to ask anybody's permission to go and do it. No. I have to ask the permission of the radio stations to get on there, but as far as actually running my business, I didn't have to go and beg for permission. But in so many other activities, you want to be a plumber, you want to be an electrician, you want to do this and that, you have to go and beg some government bureaucracy and you have to jump through all kinds of hoops and that keeps people in corporate jobs. If we didn't have all this government control, we'd have more entrepreneurship, more opportunities, more choices. It's Benny in here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime. FreeTalkLive.com.